Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen. Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily thoughts and comedy from Broadway super fans. From Broadway super fans. Back streets, back. All right, all right. <laughs> Patty, how much would you shit yourself if there was a a in sync musical? I mean, there's been talk of an in sync. Oh, musical. really? I, I mean, I think it's just wishful thinking of people oh. being like, "This should happen." I don't know that there's anything in the works. I uh. don't know that. I don't know what the the rights situation there is because. Hmm. They had two different record companies, and they sued the first one, and that was the one with um, uh, God. I can't remember his name. It's not Ron Perlman because that's an actor. I should know this. They would like fail at an instinct trivia. Uh oh, right now. But anyway, their former manager, who is gross and probably a molester, mm-hmm. and hopefully didn't molest any of them. Oh shit. Uh, went to jail, <gasps> and that's why their second album is called No Strings Attached. Oh, because right. Because they won their lawsuit. Because they were like, motherfuckers. Yeah. They were like, no strings attached. Anyway, I would love it. That's to, uh, the answer to your question. <laughs> <laughs> we're back. It would be like, it would be like, like me hating Baby It's You, but me loving a terrible NSYNC musical. Wait, what? Like... Like how much I hated Baby It's You, but all of those women loved Baby It's You. Oh, they were like, gotcha. I love these songs. Right, I mean, it would be right. slightly different. That's how I would would have happened to me if, if I forever. saw Viva Forever. Exactly. It's like I, I was like, I don't care how bad it is. I love it. I'm so mad about this show, but at the same time, I get you, ladies. Yeah, yeah. You or know. like Motown, similar. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I would hope that it would be good. I would hope that it would be great. What about a Backstreet Boys musical? I'd be into it. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely team in sync, but I was never a, like anti Backstreet Boys. I own Millennium. I think I might have that too. It's like their highest selling one. I got the early in sync and Backstreet Boys CDs from, you know, one of the, what was it, Columbia, Columbia House? House? Me too. Oh, Not yeah. The sync ones, but I definitely got Millennium through yeah, there. Yeah, that's where I got the Britney and the Christina, mm-hmm. and I got a Ricky, Ricky Martin album, mm-hmm. which then I had to return because they sent me the wrong one because oh, no. I wanted the one that had Live in La Vida Loca on right. it, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the best Oh, my one. God. I bet half the people listening to this have no fucking idea what we're talking about. It's really upsetting. Hey, you, you want to feel old for a second? Yeah. Somebody the other day was Obviously. like, you know, on when you know in Word, yeah. when you're like, I'm gonna save, I'm gonna click mm-hmm. that little floppy floppy disk. Mm-hmm. People don't know what that is. Like they just know that's the save. Yeah, button. that's the save button, but they have no idea why it looks like that or what that why that is what it looks like. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. It's a floppy disk, y'all, and that's what we used to save things on. Yeah, so that's why it represents save. It's yeah. like an old school USB drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I try not to like be like, what? You don't know what that is? Yeah, me too. But I also, I'm not going to take, I wasn't born when that thing happened as an excuse because I like the Beatles. Right. Right, 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 right. So. Well, I, yeah, I mean, it's the same, I think 
I I get frustrated a lot of times. I feel like there's a lot of pop culture things from the 90s, especially, that I have no awareness of. And people are like, ew, you're so young. And I'm like, actually, my parents were hippies and we didn't have a TV. You had a TV. You just could only watch PBS. Right. We only watched PBS. Yeah. You didn't have cable, you know. right? But like, like a lot of... you just couldn't watch it? We got cable when I was in high school. Oh. But so by the time I was in high school, I we had cable and, and I could watch whatever. Yeah. But like up until I was 14... I would pretty much watch Arthur. No, I mean like I watched other shows. I, like I started Arthur. watching like Friends. Every day when you're we had basic down the channels, street. but I did oh, love Arthur. That was a great I mean it was song. PBS until I was like probably ten. I would see like an Arthur touring show with like my niece and nephew. You know, as an adult, I think what the fuck are all those characters and what's going on? I mean I haven't watched Like Arthur some of them are while, bunnies. What is Arthur though? He's an Aardvark. What the f- oh a A R D V A R K. That's how you spell Aardvark, and uh, that's a little chant that he learned on the show. Sometimes I get <laughs> creeped out by cartoons that just have all the animals as humans hanging out together. Oh, right. It gets weird to me. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> we're back. Musicals. <laughs> <laughs> we're back from our. You know, Emily's nervous breakdown summer hiatus. <laughs> I feel so close to Judy Garland now. Oh, yeah. I feel I like so I understand her. Yeah. 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 It's nice to get my first nervous breakdown out of the way at 27. Yeah. If you were a celebrity, you would have like been away for exhaustion. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, yeah. You just had a quarter life crisis two years too late. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely was a, a, a quarter life crisis. And, uh, you know, my liver was all fucked up. That didn't even have well, anything to do with but my mind being fucked up. I mean, when your body is messed up, That's it true. definitely affects what's going I, on. I absolutely think that my breakdown was fueled by the fact that I was hadn't been feeling physically right. good in like and a while. And you didn't know why. And I didn't know why. It and wasn't I just was bad like, enough to yeah, like, yeah. like go see doctors, everybody. Right. And definitely. Like, well, yeah, because when I, yourself, I got to like, Seattle, which is where my, I grew up and, you know, went to stay with my parents and I was like, I think I have an ulcer. I should go see a doctor. And it wasn't an ulcer. It was like it was issues. issues. Yeah. Too much ibuprofen, coffee mm-hmm. and sugar. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Go now see your doctors, back and kids. Better than ever. I went to so many doctors. I got my so teeth cleaned. Kind of I got my vagina checked out. Important, everyone. Absolutely. Boys, when you're old enough. Oh my God, you want to know something freaky that happened to me while I was having my surgery? Sure. Or like after my surgery, I guess. Yo, having surgery is the first time I'd ever had surgery. I never had surgery. And that was. It was. It was just like it is on ER. Mm. I don't know. It felt, it was strange. Oh, the weirdest part was that they made me walk into the OR room my, myself. Oh, that's weird. Like I had to you, walk. You wheeled in Nope. There? I had to walk in and sit down on the well, table. Well, it was, for, for all our listeners, is outpatient surgery, right? right? Yeah, so, I went home like a couple yeah. hours later. Yeah. Not saying that that's not still a big deal because right. it obviously is. But that's, but I like showed up at yeah. the, I showed up at the, um, the hospital at like 5.30 in the morning and I think we left at, you know, noon or 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. or something like that. 
Um, and then we went directly to the marijuana store, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, which is legal in Seattle. Yes. I, when I say state. when I say store, I mean mm-hmm. store. Mm-hmm. We went to a store. Right. Um, but anyway, oh, what was I going to say about what was weird? Oh, oh. when you're waking up. Uh-huh. That was bizarre because it was totally like. Like, I have memories of, like, episodes of ER where they try mm-hmm. and, like, you know, where someone's waking up and you're kind of coming in and out and waking up from that. I was like, holy shit, it's just like it is on TV. <laughs> I love that, but that's what you thought. <laughs> I know, right? And, then, and there was, like, a really sweet nurse that was being really, really nice and taking care of me. Because I also, right when I regained consciousness, I guess I, I vaguely remember, like, moving around a little bit. And then the mm-hmm. nurse told me I was thrashing. Oh, and then I threw up, oh. which I do remember. Ugh. Although not like like I remember it like I saw someone else do it. Oh, weird. Uh, and then I remember my doctor coming in and being mm-hmm. like, while I was still like in a complete drug haze, telling me that she had pricked her finger during the surgery <gasps> and could they test me for HIV oh and God. like hepatitis and a bunch of stuff. And I literally in my haze, I was like, yeah, I'm. Just, I totally support everybody getting tested like regularly like all the time (laughs) that's what i said to her that's great yeah isn't that funny well the good news is i guess you don't have any of those illnesses yep Yep. i'm all clean congratulations thank you you're welcome i did think for a little while i might have hepatitis so i was really freaked out because my liver was so bad but no hepatitis i'm all good guys sugars that might have been one of the tests that they did when you were first having liver problems or did they figure out what it was before the, they needed their Well, no. Test? My numbers weren't high enough oh, okay. to make them gotcha. really think that it was hepatitis, mm-hmm. but the last time I had blood work done, my naturopath um, checked for hepatitis mm-hmm. and was like, no, you're okay. completely clean. Anyway. Yeah. Naturopathy is awesome and it's great. And see your doctors. if Yeah. Go to Planned Parenthood and yes, go get that get that help. That's where stuff. I go. That's Amen. I don't have a I don't have the need for like a good and I don't mean they're not good at Planned Parenthood because both women that I've seen are great. Hmm. But like a private practice guy now, I don't right. have a need for that. I just need like regular checkups and birth control. Right. Um so I go to Planned Parenthood and it's great. Yeah. And this is important musical theater information. Yeah, it for is. You. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, take care of yourselves and, yeah. you know, take your drugs and stuff. Yep. I love my antidepressant. It's very nice to me. Good. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happened this summer. Was a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I missed a lot of stuff. Yeah. I missed I Rachel missed York Great Gardens, which I saw is crushing. I saw Rachel York Great Gardens. <sighs> Was it the most amazing? It was thing? really good. It was really weird to be in East Hampton seeing it. Right, I bet. Because also, so I saw that show. I saw it once and I saw it when it was on Broadway. And I remember loving it. But again, there's like this weird like line that I can almost pinpoint to when we started watching shows to review them mm. and how I watched shows before that, where I have like feelings of shows Mm -hmm. and enjoying them and maybe moments I remember, but mostly those shows are like just that hazy feelings. I remember loving it. I remember being moved by it. I remember Christine Ebersol. Right. And that's about it. 
And I I don't have the cast recording, but I've listened to it a bunch. But I don't, like, know it inside and out. Right. So that was also kind of a nice thing because it was, like, revisiting yeah, something. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. But I will say this. Rachel York was amazing. Of course. Her voice spot on. Her performance spot on uh, in both acts. Mm-hmm. But Betty Buckley. <laughs> Betty Buckley. Yeah, Betty owned Buckley. that show. I believe it. And, like... This isn't a slight. We talked a little bit about this, Mm -hmm. like right after I saw it. Um, But this isn't a slight to Mary Louise Wilson because she was amazing, right? And I remember thinking she was amazing. But I don't know if it was me being in a Christine Ebersole haze because I knew her already Mm. and I was ready to see Christine Ebersole. Right? No, I think that I think that happens a lot of the time. I know that happens to me. But at this show, I was just struck by that character especially mm. so much more mm-hmm. big Edie she's so it's she's so much stronger than little Edie in that she still is she's fine where she is still and mm-hmm. little Edie still has that pull to go somewhere else and mm-hmm. he, and she's not going to which right. is sad um are you so, talking in both acts or in the no, second, second act, act second sorry act. um right right because we're talking yeah. about Betty Buckley duh. never mind but, don't don't listen to me <laughs> but there's like Still such a profound sadness to her. That is like right. Betty Buckley, man. Oh God, I hate I've never seen it on a stage. It'll it'll get done. I know. I know. It's <sighs> it's such a beautiful show. I love I went with my friend Susan, who comes to visit once a year, and we always go see something, and she drove this year. So I was like, oh, I have an idea of what we could do. Because we also talked about going to the beach. So we went out to the Hamptons, went to the beach. Did you guys drive past the house, the real house? We did drive past the house. It was the service in the Hamptons is terrible, especially for all the rich people. That yeah, how do there. the rich people stand I'm for that? I'm shocked. Maybe they just don't have Verizon. Uh, in general, Verizon is better in New York City, but right. not necessarily out there. Hmm. So we were there, but the way that the landscaping is, I couldn't really see the house, and so I was trying to like figure out if I actually was where we were. Right, but I couldn't because of the service was mm-hmm. wonky. So I have a I took a picture of it, but it's really just like the bushes in front of the right. house. But it was I did. We did I'm sure if by. I if I had possession of that house, I would probably no. That's a lie. If I had possession of that house, I'd turn it into a fucking museum. Yeah, I was about to say I'd want because I would expect a lot of people to come by. I would put huge hedges I, up, but well, yeah. But I feel like there aren't as many people that would go all the way out there just for that. That's true, and. Like they, you can rent out Grey Gardens. Right. So you either have it one way or you have it the other way. Right. You either have it as the Grey Gardens as its thing or you change the name and make it your own house. Yeah. I think the people that own it, I think it's actually just owned by a. change their name. I know, I know there were like. No, I think the, they, 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 oh yeah, I think. Well, no, if I think to my knowledge, when Edie sold the house, she was like, don't tear it down. Oh, right. You have to restore it. You have to restore it. And I think the current owners, I mean, they have a, they have a website right. that's right. all about. That's so like they, like frustrating they like I went there that right. I feel like I should not be confused about whether I'm there or not. Yeah, I there get that. They should sign. put a little like plaque outside yeah. or something. But I guess I understand that. But I still don't think that. Also, that if you're renting it out there. for like two hundred thousand dollars for the summer, that 
Yeah. You don't, you wouldn't, if you were the renter in the summer, you wouldn't want people knocking guess, on the door. But, well, okay, you shouldn't knock on people's doors. I understand that. People would no, do I that, though. Do. I people know. would be like, I heard but that you, this is the Greg Gardens house. Can we have a free tour? You can't park on those streets, so you can't park outside. I mean, You can't again, park on the street in no. the Hamptons? No. What? What? Riff raff. You can't. Sp- I mean, there's certain places where you can. Like That's weird. Busy, busy sorts of. What if you had things. a huge party and lots of people came over and you filled up the driveway with cars? I would guess you'd have to get some sort of permit. Also, it seems like the type of thing they don't enforce unless you don't. If you're not like a resident, resident yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so it was really great, and that theater, Bay Street Theater, is pretty cute. Yeah. Um, it's like a thrust theater sort mm-hmm. of. The artistic director and the director of that production of Grey Gardens is Scott Schwartz, Stephen Schwartz's son. Oh! He came out and did a little speech. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. It's really weird out there. I would definitely Another go see winter a and show. Summer town. Yeah, I would definitely go see a show again out there. Yeah. For like a day in the Hamptons or whatever. Totally. Yeah, I've never been to the Hamptons. I was really, really, really looking forward to that production. I had, they had announced that production several months before they announced the cast. And I had the homepage to that theater like in my tabs open. Waiting for tickets to go on sale? Waiting for the cast to be announced. Because I was like, I know they're doing a production. It's a distance that is I mm-hmm. could get to mm-hmm. from New York, but depending on casting, I may or may not make yeah. the trip. And then when they announced the cast, I was yeah. like, oh my God. Well, and then and Betty Buckley fell off a horse. I know. God and bless she her. Still did the show. She's so fucking amazing. I'll say this. Her costumes were weird. Really? They weren't they weren't movie specific costumes. She was wearing like big capri pants and men's flannel shirts. Huh. Like when she's what was singing Rachel about like, like not wearing or when in the scene where Jerry comes by ah. and she's like, mother, cover yourself. I can't do that accent. Right, right, cover right. yourself. She's like wearing two, like a tank top and a flannel shirt. That's I weird. Like, I don't. That's she, weird. That line doesn't make sense. If that's where you're going to put her, right. change that line. She's supposed to. She like <laughs> has her like a tube top or with like, like no just, bra yeah, and like, like she just, just has, has something her, like barely yep, just cover like yep. laid across her chest. Yeah, she was like never wearing any clothes. Right. And I don't know, you know, whatever. That's a nitpicky thing. Right, right, right. But, but like, that doesn't make especially sense. when you're pulling from yeah. such Rachel's known costumes, source material. I haven't watched the documentary in a long time, but they're, you know, you know, pretty good. The, you know, revolutionary costume was on point. You can't really do anything about that. She literally describes it in the song. Right. You have to, you have to <laughs> give her the stockings over the tights and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah they were both great. Yeah. And the rest of the cast was great too. Mm. Matt Doyle. Oh yeah. Matt Doyle was Jerry and Patrick Kennedy. Mm. The girls were pretty good. That's awesome. I'm not sure if they were local talent or not. Mm. I mean, there's, I don't know if there's local talent because... Do people, people live in some a few people, people yeah, live in the Hamptons year Hamptons round, but not many? Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't help but like be in that room with all those old people because it's a subscription service, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just be like, how many of your families were the families oh, that yeah. complained about oh, the Beals? Yeah, I bet. I bet. you know what I mean? Totally. I mean, maybe even some of them because if right. they're in their seventies, they were like in their thirties, right? Freaky. I know. Or like even knew them. And right. were just like, they were right. eccentric. I don't know. 
they weren't hurting anybody. <laughs> right? Yeah. It was like such a weird experience. Absolutely. I loved that, though. I loved that it was happening. It's like that going to so see Parade in Marietta. Like, oh, do they God. ever do Parade in Atlanta? I can't. I don't know. I wonder if anyone knows if Parade's been performed in Atlanta or the state of yeah, Georgia. The state of Georgia. Let us know. Yeah. Or anywhere below the Mason-Dixon line. <laughs> Has that happened? Probably did at the Kennedy Center. Did? Oh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like that I'm not sure. at some point. Was there a tour? Mm, yeah, and, yeah, right. Because Andrea Burns oh, did that's the tour. Right. Mm. She's a chameleon, that mm-hmm. Andrea Burns. Mm-hmm. She really is. Yeah, um, worship her. Quick recap of the other things I saw this summer: uh, I, the encore shows, right? The New Brain was amazing. Mm-hmm. Loved it. They did cut some songs, and someone talked to me after it about being disappointed, and I didn't even notice, which is odd because I do know that that score pretty yeah. well, but I haven't listened to it in a long time. But then the, also the fact that I didn't notice means that it didn't really take anything right, out of right. it for me. That's good. Um, if, if it went somewhere, Wait, I'd be so Who played Norm Lewis? Aaron Lazar. Wait, what? Aaron Lazar. Aaron Lazar played Norm Lewis? Yeah. That's weird. How is his Not sailing? Really. It was great. Were there any people of color in the cast? Yeah. Rima Webb was the... I'm, I'm sorry. I don't remember the cast at all. So sure. I all was a long time ago. just like... Rima huh? Webb was... God, I love her. The homeless woman. That's who cool. was Mary Tessa right. originally. Who played Kristen Chenoweth? Um, Jenny Barber? Or is that just no, wishful thinking? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. It was Jenny Barber. <laughs> good. <laughs> That's good casting. <laughs> anyway... It was Jenny Barber. I love the it song Sailing. Uh, it was beautiful. That's Aaron wonderful. Lazar's dreamy. Hmm. I mean, you know that Norm Lewis wasn't actually in the show. He just was on the cast recording. Didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that show very well. Yeah. I've only, it's I have that faves. cast recording and I've, so I've listened to it uh, a couple times. Yeah. It's kind of, be- I mean, I think a lot of Bill Finn's shows are like this. It's like kind of, you have to listen to the whole show. Right. There aren't a lot of right. Songs you can't just you can right. Pick out. It's pretty much just sailing for me. Yeah. From sailing. Yeah. yeah. Change. I think you could probably wait. So to who if who actually played the part? Uh, I can't remember his name. I can oh, look it up. That's so interesting. I am blowing my mind. Yeah. Anyway, how was Ellen Green? Ellen Green was fucking amazing. That's what I heard. And. It was like a weird, crazy rock concert. That's what everyone said, that everyone was like, Ellen Green! so strange, <laughs> but also exhilarating. I wish people around me specifically had been a little quieter. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> about their uh, enthusiasm for Ellen Green. <laughs> because overall, everyone was a little like raucous, which is fine. But like these three people in front of us were... Waving their arms and like <laughs> after her dur- uh, her entrance gave her a standing ovation, which was great. But we, they were literally in the third row from the back of the balcony of <laughs> City Center, which is huge for those of you that don't know. You're like Massive. a mile away from the stage. Yeah. I and literally purchased opera a- glasses to <laughs> see things at City Center. This is the best part. Such a long standing ovation they gave for her. The people in the row behind us threw their program at <laughs> It was pandemonium. Well, this, uh, I, fuck. It's so, it's just so, <laughs> it's so funny. Cause like, I'm, I mean, obviously I wish I was there, but it's also like, you know, I feel like a lot of the times like Kevin Daly yeah. of Theater Fashionado will 
tell me stories about like some performance by, you know, some broad from back in the day. Cause he knows way more about those people than mm-hmm. I do. And we'll talk, you know, and Oh, like the, the audience, you know, had a five minute standing ovation mm-hmm. or something, something just crazy. Or like when you think about Katie Huffman telling that story about when she was in, will rogers folly and it was like the close it was either like closing night or opening night and after they did like the big number the big number they were like do it again do it again i crave an experience like that you know where you can crazy where everyone in the audience is just like to me that's like what if i saw nine to five on a night where everyone else in the audience loved nine to five as much as i did and was like freaking out about how yeah. excited they were as much as I was. Yeah. Although shit, an audience full of Emily's is terrifying. Well, it would be crazy. It would be nuts. There would be programs thrown. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it was great. Everyone was great. I mean, I love that show. Mm-hmm. It's such a solid show. Yeah, definitely. I've seen I've seen so many productions of that show, especially because my friend, our friend Evan and I mm-hmm. And you've come a couple times. Mm-hmm. We'll have a tradition of seeing children's productions of shows. And it just happened that we ended up seeing three children's <laughs> productions of Little Shop of Horrors. So, so especially in the past, you know, five years, right. I've seen so many productions of it. But it's so good. Jake Gyllenhaal was fantastic. Good for him. He's got a nice, strong singing voice, which even even really? a Seymour you don't <gasps> need. Could he be in musicals? He could definitely be in musicals. Mm. I mean, revive Urban it's Cowboy. It's not like I was like, oh my god. You right. know what I but mean? But you were like, all right, that's strong. All, you're doing good. it. He did some good like runs. That's cool. Like white white man runs. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and like everyone was a little confused by his casting because they only know big superstar mm. um, Jake Gyllenhaal, but he's a great actor and always has been and started his career playing like nerdy outcasts, you know, Donnie yeah. Darko and in October Sky. Yeah, Darnie, Donnie Darko. That was a weird movie. Yeah. Yeah. I only saw it once in college. I saw it once and I didn't understand. <laughs> yeah. All I remember now is there was a bunny and a plane. Yeah. W- I don't know. Like soda bottles crashed into someone's house. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But it was, it was, it was really good. And like, what a crazy experience. Yeah. I also freaked out because I thought I missed the show <gasps> because I knew that they added the extra night because it, the second in that series, the past two years anyway, is one night only concert. Right. But then everybody flipped out when they announced Alan Green and they hadn't even announced Jake Gyllenhaal yet. <laughs> and they sold out the first one. So they added a second one. And unbeknownst to me, they added a matinee the day Whoa. before my show because it was a Wednesday. Uh-huh. And I was like, I saw people posting that they were there. And, and you I was thought like, you holy were- shit! I missed my. Did I buy a matinee ticket? Oh. Like I freaked out. Oh, that's scary. But I didn't. It that's was good. the evening show. And then the third one, Wild Party, which I thought was okay. <laughs> that's what I heard. I mean, really great singing. Right. Again, that's a show I had never seen. I did hear from people who know the show that they cut a lot out that mm. may or may not have affected what I thought about it. But what I saw was okay. Right. And the performances were great, and the singing was great. Miriam, Miriam Shore, fantastic. I fucking worship. I mean, her. literally, all she did was sing that song, which yes. was a bummer. But what was she wearing? She's wearing like pantsuit. Sexy. <laughs> Wish I'd been there. Yeah, I love Miriam Shore yeah. so much. 
the other good thing about the show is that it introduced me to Jaquina Kalukongo, which I believe is how you say her name. Well done. Who is, thank you, also going to be in the color purple. God, I'm so... As Nettie, I believe. I I'm could so be wrong, fucking excited I'm like about the color purple. I can't. I... Listen, wait, yeah, yeah. new new listeners or new yeah. followers, if you haven't extensively binge-watched everything on our YouTube channel, you should go check out right now oh my God, that's right. our Color Purple video. Oh, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure, I don't it's think we ever, up. it's still up. Yep. Um, it might be the second one. Yeah, it's probably one of, the, one of our uh, very first or second videos we ever made. I think the first video that's still up yes, is that we've we should probably it. take that <laughs> down. <laughs> it has nothing to do with, with musical theater. Well, it's I just think we talked about us, like... You talk about love, um, Cheyenne Jackson. I probably say dirty things. You about definitely do. You also say dirty things about Insync. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but go watch. There's yeah. a video of us from several years ago. We went out to Newark in the middle of a snowstorm to see the tour of the color yes. purple and we filmed ourselves Still with Felicia P fields like, Oh yeah, she was fantastic. And Kanita Miller right. was our ceiling. That's true. Yeah. Um, and when, when we got out of the show, there was over a foot of, of snow on the like ground snowing. and snowing and it was snowing extremely hard. And we were probably about, we weren't, it was probably only half a mile. Yeah, it wasn't very but far. But shit, it felt like station. five miles. Also, because you were only wearing sneakers. Uh-huh. I remember that. I it was an ordeal. Um, but gosh, it was worth it because yeah. the color purple is amazing. I love that show. I mean, it's in my top five. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm so fucking excited. I'm so fucking excited. I can't. I, can't. I just. I can't wait. I, the only thing, I mean, I'm I'm yeah, taking it I on faith. Say. <laughs> I'm taking it on faith that it's a good production. Yeah. I personally do not generally have positive feelings about John Doyle's direction. I mean, we liked the visit. I enjoyed the visit, and I did. I liked that. It's production. a weird show. It's so a it's weird hard show. To decide so how much of that was right, John Doyle. right, and the, and just the weirdness of the right. show. Yeah, but other shows of his that I have. I mean, that, he, that was my first John Doyle, so I'm going in with okay. He's totally hit or miss for me because yeah. I really liked the visit, and the other shows that spring to mind are I did watch the video of Sweeney, mm. and I liked it a lot. But that was also, I mean, I watched that right. six years ago, yeah. um, and then Allegro, Allegro was that, the other yeah. one I was thinking, of, which I yeah. absolutely yeah. hated yeah. with a passion. So I hope, oh God, if <laughs> I'm. I have faith. It's not. He's not going to ruin the color purple. No. I mean, the color purple is incredible. Yeah. So yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Who are the church ladies? It hasn't been announced. Yet. Oh my god, that's not okay. I know. I need to know who the fucking church ladies are. It's literally. I mean, you are in your own world, and you don't always check what right. I mostly tweet on Twitter anyway. But literally, any time a casting was announced, I was like, from us? But who are the church ladies? Like, from any show. Like from that's any show. amazing. But who are the church ladies? Because that's what's the most important. Yeah. Who are the church who ladies? Who are the church ladies? Wait, but, okay. That is like, they've announced the entire cast. No. No, they haven't. They haven't. They, they haven't announced, they announced the ensemble? No, they haven't no, announced okay, the ensemble. No, okay, 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 okay. It's, you know, Jennifer Hudson, 
Um, I can't remember her name from London. Cynthia? That's right. I can't remember her last name. But Some, yeah. Something with an E. We're great. Uh, yep. Top-notch reporting. <laughs> um, and uh, Danielle Brooks. Yes. And Kyle Scatliff. Yep. Which I'm very excited about. He's Harpo? Yeah. That's Harpo! fantastic. Yeah. This woman. Yeah. Wait, who, <laughs> who's, who's playing Sir? That they announced and I can't remember. Let me check. Oh, Isaiah Johnson. So Isaiah I don't Johnson. know. Wait. The name sounds familiar. Let me look. Was he, um, I think he was the understudy in Sideshow. The Jake understudy in Sideshow. Yes, ma'am. Oh, thank you. I know my side show shit. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh, he was. And he was also in, in um, uh, Far From Heaven oh, okay. with Kelly O'Hara. Okay. Didn't see that. Yeah, those are the only people that have been announced. And it's Cynthia Erivo or Erivo. I'm not sure where the accent is on mm, her mm, last name. Mm. She's British, so who knows? Can somebody else start a resource for of how to pronounce how to pronounce actors' names, Broadway actors' names? Because you know, just like just like sound bites of them saying right. their names, just sound bites of them saying their Please. names, so that we know how so to say. So that them. I never say Aaron Tevitt again. <laughs> Montego. Oh, God, we've made so many pronunciation errors. <laughs> I mean, you kind of just have to be like, yeah, what? I mean, what are you going to do? I look at the word. I give my best guess of how I think it's pronounced. Yeah. Yeah. And 50-50. I know, right? Can't all have boring yeah. white girl names like me. Yeah. Well, Aaron Tveit is a boring white boy even, and we couldn't say his last name. What is the origin of his last name? I don't know. Look it up on the internet. Okay. <laughs> I'm just curious now. Oh, it's Norwegian. Oh, interesting. Oh, that makes sense. Well, name hmm. from any of about 60 farmsteads, mainly in Western Norway and Agder, so named from Old Norse, some, there's like a weird character in that that I can't see. <laughs> Small field on a hillside. Oh, pretty. Oh, he's Scandinavian. He's <laughs> got hearty blood. English is a difficult language to um, pronounce things in because we have different pronunciations for right. things. That German is. is great. Yeah? Yeah. I There's was like tr- very clear pronunciation rules for German mm. and Italian. You just say all the vowels. Mm. Yeah. The only time it gets tough is if there's like a GL because then it's like a Y sound. But that's about it. Yeah. The thing English is just, it's kind of just a free for all. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, those are the major shows. I saw right. other things that I can't think of right now. But <laughs> like, those are the major shows I saw this summer. And then I also came out to Seattle because yeah. my sister got married. Yay. Yay. Congratulations. Congratulations, Maureen and Mike. And it was a Maureen and wedding. Mike. That's yeah. cute. Also, weird anecdote, your sister got married on the same boat that my aunt got married know, on crazy. like 25 years ago. Well, it was probably 20, like 23 years ago because I was the flower girl oh. and I was like five years old yeah. or something. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Weird. It's crazy. Cool. Yeah. Small world, y'all. There's only so many venues in Seattle. I guess. <laughs> it's a beautiful venue. Yeah. It's on, it's on a docked, um, decommissioned ferry. Yeah. So it was very nice. I remember thinking it was cool when I was yeah. there. When you were a 20 small years. Child. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, while, while I was in Seattle, the Matilda tour was there. Whoop, whoop. So we went to see the Matilda tour. Yeah, we did. It was great. 
It was really good. I was happy to see the show again. Me too. I was really happy to see the show again as a, you know, Seattle native who has seen a number of shows at the Fifth Avenue Theater, I Mm -hmm. have to say. The Fifth Avenue Theater is a gorgeous theater. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. It's a barn. And it is... You know, you. I feel like you watch the actors on stage giving everything, mm-hmm. and the energy the leaves energy the stage sucks. and just yeah. drops. Yeah. Like it's weird. It's just the the, the room thing, sucks I the energy. If, like the people who see shows there all the time and don't see shows right in, in other venues, venues all the time, and shows of that. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you have a show that's meant for a smaller venue, it's going to be played at a different energy level. Right. You know they may not realize what's yeah. happening. It might be the best experience that they've had. Right. I was very excited to get to the world famous uh, Fifth, Fifth Avenue, Avenue Theater. Theater. You know what weird Fifth Avenue theater things? I When I saw the Kinky Boots tour mm-hmm. in Seattle last year, there was like a Q&A afterwards yeah. that we stayed for. And the... Somebody asked a dumb fucking question. <laughs> Somebody How was like, well, it was one of those things where they were like, the actors are still changing their clothes. Have any uh, questions for like the stage manager or, yeah. or someone else from the tech crew who was out there? Maybe he was like the head carpenter. No, that wouldn't make sense for the fit. I can't remember. Anyway, <laughs> whatever. Uh, somebody was like, how do you make the bricks look so real? And that's a dumb question. And he was like, we paint them. We know painting. I just, what? But he did say that, so the Fifth Avenue obviously was originally a movie house. Mm -hmm. So it's like a huge stage and it also has like no wing space, like no no offstage space Mm -hmm. hardly at all. Uh, And he said, although I have no idea if this is true or not, he was like, all the big shows that go on tour design their set to like to fit their stage because it's such a difficult space to work in that like if they know they're going to be booked there, then they like build to fit that stage their space and then they know that if they build it to fit there it'll, it'll fit, fit everywhere else that's interesting yeah it was really true. if it's true i'm not yeah. sure but it was it was really interesting sorry to doubt you sir it just sounds right. like you're tooting your own horn it's right hard to- it does <laughs> it, it seems i'm like everybody yeah everybody's basing their tour set designs yeah. off the fifth half see there yeah. that's kind of hard to believe but it was really and it yeah. was a little bit interesting um, it's a massive theater, though. Yeah. It's just really big. All of those. The Paramount like, is big, too. All those old movie houses. Yeah, they're just too big. Yeah. Big 3,000 seat <laughs> houses, you know. Um, but no, it was really good. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It was fun. It was it was fun to see it again. Mm-hmm. It's a good show. Did you talk to your mom and your... We saw it with Emily's mom and her cousin. Mm-hmm. Did you talk to them about it all afterwards? Like, no. uh, only because I'm curious, like, how much they caught. What do you mean? Like... It's a hard show to understand sometimes. Mm. There's a lot of words. Mm-hmm. And also you have child actors mm-hmm. doing British accents mm-hmm. and like overdoing British accents right. because they're trying to enunciate, mm-hmm. but it almost makes it more difficult to understand when they're over enunciating. Yep. <laughs> Can be, we're very forgiving, but it's a little well, rough. Yeah. And it's, that's how Mostly just because sometimes I was like, I have no idea what you just said. Yeah. 
Yeah. I lived with British people for several months and had no idea what well, my roommates all, were saying. You know, it's it's a hard compromise. Like, do you have them over enunciate to to try and make mm. it more understandable, or do you have them do it n- sort of normally and risk even more things falling by the wayside? Right. I'm sure there's a reason why that ha- why they do that. Right. Um. Well, we didn't we didn't talk about it much. I mean, you know. When my mom sees theater, mm-hmm. she's she's just like is like she's I loved just like it, I liked I it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like, like me. Like that's what I'm saying. Like when when you're just seeing shows to right. watch shows. Yeah, you just sort of watch them. And, yeah, you know, and it's fun. The one you show like that my like my it. mom will uh, talk about is, or love talking talking about is next to normal yeah yeah when she talks about next to normal she'll be like oh that show I just talk to her about next to normal oh it just next to normal it's so it was so <laughs> and she'll like pat her chest yeah. and be like it was so it was so impactful that's it's, good my mom loved that that's show good. i mean i loved it too patty hated it i i didn't hate it um i didn't enjoy it and i think <laughs> The, you know, there was I've, a main performance that I had problems right, with. I, I really do wish I had seen another cast. I was going to, I think I'm if like you had seen Jason myself. and Marin. So, you know, if there's ever a close by reputable regional oh, production, yeah. I would see it. Yeah. Oh, I would man. I wish chance. we'd gone to see, where was, it was in like fucking Vermont, so we were oh. never going to go, but it was like, wasn't it Heidi Blickenstaff <laughs> yeah. did it in like I Vermont? Vermont. Ugh, I've never been to Vermont. I would do that. in Vermont, get a cabin. Yeah. And somebody else, <laughs> Andrea Burns did it in, oh, in like Albany right. a couple that's of years right. ago. I wanted to go see oh, that too. Oh, we could have gone in Albany. Go. That's only like a three-hour drive. I think actually, I think by the time I... Found out about it. It had already happened. Um, But yeah, fuck, man. Regional productions are next to normal. Get at me. The the one person we knew of in the cast of Matilda, which we didn't realize until we got there, was Bryce Rhinus. Yes! Bryce Rhinus was Trenchbull. Yeah, he was fantastic. He was great. He was really, really good. I I enjoyed his performance. I love him. He's fantastic. Leap of faith, first Mm -hmm. date. He also was in Around the World in 80 Days, which I saw and you did not see it. was when you were at Stage Door. Yeah. He's fantastic. He's great. Yeah. And he was really good. I liked him a lot. And it's like, you know what I thought was really fantastic is what the tour scaled down set was amazing. It was really good. It was really, I really didn't feel like I was missing anything. And so often on tour sets, you're like, what is that cardboard up there, you assholes? Um, And this was like really, (laughs) really great. Sometimes you think that on Broadway sets. That's true. Jukebox. Funny anecdote. My friend Stephanie, who is a... stage manager mm-hmm. and also does prop and set work mm-hmm. and she was like working at a community or maybe I'm not sure anyway she was working on a show at a new company that mm-hmm. you know she'd never worked for before and working with the you know resident scenic mm-hmm. designer and he was like you know S- Steph has very high standards okay. for her work she's a perfectionist yeah. and she works hella hard and I've seen some of the props and stuff that she's made and they're fucking gorgeous and amazing. Mm-hmm. And this guy was like, here, let me show you the ropes, show you how it's all done. And they were making their sets out of cardboard and he was like painting everything and being like, you can't even tell that it's cardboard or everything. And she, wait, she goes, cardboard's for community theater, honey. <gasps> 
Maybe. I mean, she didn't say that to his face. <laughs> <laughs> she thought it. <laughs> and she say it like a drag queen. <laughs> That's how she said it to me oh, I it. when she told me the story. <laughs> I love that. Well, it was great. Matilda's yeah. tour is still happening. Go yeah. see it. Could definitely go see it. Check it out if you yeah. can. It was great. Yeah. There was also something that was interesting to me that you didn't end up seeing, but you heard about. Oh. And I really wish you had seen it. Yeah. I, I, wish I had also seen it. When I got to Seattle back in June, I found out that there was a all-women production of 1776 <sighs> happening that weekend, which was I didn't leave the house for like a month. Uh, right. So I didn't go see it. But shit, I really fucking wish I had been up for it to go see an all-lady production. Yeah. And I knew someone in it. Oh, I knew Summit. One of my you. campers was in it. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, take care of you. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. I, I want to see an all-female 17. New York City. Make that happen. Yeah. Or the yeah. surrounding areas. I mean, at the very least, I'd love to see a gender-swapped one, especially because yeah. there's only two female characters. Right. They're great, strong ladies. Right. But, but yeah, know, that would be fun to Let's see. Let's do too. it. Yeah. Let's do it. I want to see that. Uh, yes. <sighs> See, I think like, Carolee Carmelo would be on board for that. I think she's actually talked about that before. Someone someone once asked her like in an like, interview or something. I, I think it was us. Did we ask yeah, her that? I'm pretty sure that's what we talked to her about in all female 1776. Oh, man. <laughs> you just like referenced her. <laughs> oh, my God. About oh, man. I just wanted her to know that I'm really not an asshole. I honestly forgot that no, we no, were the ones that did that. Think, she's not going to listen to this, but also she doesn't think you're an asshole. Well, not her, but our listeners. Oh, oh, oh. oh. No, Emily just has a terrible memory. Terrible. Maybe terrible all your memory. lifestyle changes will improve your memory. That would be nice. Although sometimes having a bad memory is great because I true. just forget you, you about forget things. forget about awful things that happen. Yeah. And I and go over them in my mind over and over and over right, again. Right, right. And I just anything. don't even remember that they happened. Yep. So yep. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully, uh, Encores will come through with their their quest to cast a diverse 1776. <sighs> I want it to happen. I, me too. I think it will, especially because, and I guess it's a good thing, it's a little cheap, but like going off of Hamilton's um, right. success, and it, it full out says that, you know, like based on that, they're Wait, I didn't realize this. that. I didn't. Wait, 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 wait. Seven, what? Roundabout was like, we're doing 1776. No, no, roundabout's not doing Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said. Encores. Encores. That's what I was, yeah. the word, not roundabout. Encores. And they, mm. right, right, right. No, I do remember yeah. this. See, guys, yeah. terrible memory. Right. Damn it. Yeah. I remember that happening. That got announced a long time ago. Yeah. Right. But and they were like, we're going to cast. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get to the point where you just do that. Right. And you don't have to make an announcement about it. I get it. We're making progress. But like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to just fucking do it. Yeah. Just fucking do it. Just, you don't, you don't have to tell me why you're casting people of Mm -hmm. color in your roles. You can just do it and just cast them. Again, we've said this so many times and maybe it's not even necessarily true depending on the show. But unless something is a, specifically about right. racial issues, right. it's col- it can be anything colorblind. can be colorblind right. cast, right. even right. if it's historical. Right. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be historically accurately cast. Absolutely. There's no reason for that. 
Yeah. We're all suspending our disbelief. I can believe uh-huh. that Audra McDonald is John Cullum's daughter because mm-hmm. they're both great fucking actors. Yep. And yeah. also, who doesn't want that family? <gasps> oh. I know. Oh. I know. And isn't like, wasn't Will Swenson her somebody? He was in that show, wasn't he? He was. I vaguely remember that show. Again, yeah. it's like yeah, pre-Pan. Yeah, 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 totally. Bobby Steggert was her brother, I think. Oh, that's cute. And then Kazoo was in it. Either Will Swenson or Steve Kazoo, Kazoo was um, <laughs> like the stranger that comes to town. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know anything one. about that. I show. think it was Steve Kazoo was that guy, and I Will think... Swenson was like the local sheriff. Huh? Or so, I don't. Anyway, it was. But hot. listen, people, <laughs> colorblind casting. Yeah. Fucking you don't get... need our permission, and you don't need. Like a reason. Right. I I I just wish all the theater I wish you just did it mm-hmm. and then you could weed out people who because if people brought it up and complained about it, then they don't you, need to come you see could your ban show. them or something. Like <laughs> I don't know. Like you could or be like Oh, you have a problem with the fact that we cast this show colorblind? I guess you, we don't want you to be a subscriber anymore because don't that, yeah, they might though, because do you remember this happened a couple of years ago? I mean, there was a, there was a theater company. Maybe it wasn't even, I think it was maybe last year or something. There was a theater company somewhere um, that was doing a show that like had gay characters in it. And this like angry woman oh. who was a sub- subscriber, well, like wrote them a letter being like, this is inappropriate. I want to bring my son to the theater and like, he can't, this is indecent and all this stuff. And the artistic director wrote her back and was like, we'll happily process a refund for you. No problem. We don't want you to, if you don't want your son to see this, then like you shouldn't be a subscriber. I mean, that's amazing. It's frustrating that that they would do that for someone who writes a letter about not wanting to see a gay character, but I fully believe they would not do that for someone who was like, I, because I they agree. wouldn't just say, I no, don't like yeah. black people. They would say, this was historically inaccurate right, and it took right. me out of the play. Right. That's what they would say. Right. Because they're sneaky racists. Yeah, I mean, no, I agree. Racist, I agree. So they don't outright say racist things, and then if they right. do, and you call them on it, they, I'm not racist. Yep. yep. Anyway, yeah. Just I want to have so much more faith in people, but they this constantly is an disappoint discussion me. Discussion that we're having yeah. because the next show we're going to talk <gasps> about is a show that we both saw yesterday. Oh! But at different times. I saw the matter. <laughs> and I saw the evening performance. Because I had to wait till I got my paycheck, which was Friday, to buy a ticket. <laughs> and it was closing Sunday, so Whoops. I had a few options. <laughs> um, World Inside a Loop. Yeah. Sharon A. Scott's new auto, semi-autobiographical show. Right. Play. Play. No songs. No songs. She sang in a little. She little sang part. A There was a piano bit. there in the corner that I felt was. I was real mad that that. Piano oh, I didn't was there. notice the piano. I'm glad because I would have also been like, "When like, is Sherry gonna sing something? Why is there a piano there? <laughs> it might have been there just as a, just to set the ambiance yeah, of a rec room or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But well, yeah. this show I have very mixed feelings Mm -hmm. about mostly leaning towards positive, although with, 
I do have criticism. Like complicated feelings. Very complicated because it's certainly one of those things where I have complicated feelings about it. I think it is problematic, but I wouldn't necessarily, for the day, for the way the community is right now, mm-hmm. I, I think it's the type of show that happens right now. Right. We're not quite there yet. You know, mm-hmm. white people aren't quite there yet. Mm-hmm. Speed it up, white people. What's mm-hmm. wrong with you? So, like, you know, our friend Nick was like, are you glad you saw it? And I was like, yes. Yeah. I'm glad I saw it, which by default means I'm glad it exists and I'm glad yeah. that it happened. So, you know, it's not like some yeah. show that I walked out of and was like, this is trash, racist well, trash. And to explain what you mean by the kind of show mm. that exists now for white people right. is because uh, it was written by two white people right. about Sharon A. Scott's, and she's one of the writers, experience as a volunteer in a prison upstate. And she she like taught a class right and all of the people she worked with were men of color and were murderers Mm -hmm. and it's her telling their story while telling her story of telling their story instead of us just hearing their stories and that's your main issue and i definitely see that yeah because well i think i i think it's also one of those situations where I had a preconceived notion of what the show was going to be like. I thought it was going to be much heavier on their stories sure. and it was going to be, I was going to get a lot more of their stories and yeah. longer, more in depth parts mm-hmm. of their stories. So going in with that in mind and then actually seeing the actual structure of the show, which gave us, gave us each one of their stories, although small and brief and mm-hmm. not as detailed as I wanted them yeah. to be. But Especially, the bulk of the show was, mm, you know, yeah. the show, I thought the show was about Cher and A. Scott volunteering with these people and them telling their stories. Mm-hmm. And the show, I believe, is actually about Cher and A. Scott working with these people and deciding to write a show about them. Because mm-hmm. the show is about the show. Yes. I think also, uh, it's not, though superficially that's what it's about. Right. It still is about like well and again it's like a white person Mm. learning something Mm -hmm. from those less Mm -hmm. fortunate than her a well-off white person not even always just people of color but of learning from those less fortunate than her many times those being people of color right and i thought one of the interesting points that isn't always made is a situation is presented of who made the bigger mistake, mm. uh, a middle, upper middle class, well-off woman who got in a, a drunk driving accident where no one was hurt but could have been and had a child in the car, mm-hmm. or a lower class youth who murdered someone who was basically condemned to do something like that from the beginning of right. their lives based on their circumstances. Mm-hmm. And it was a debate of who was worse, whose crime was worse. Right. And I think many people in that theater audience would have unhesitatingly said the murder. Right. Yes, I agree. Just because it was a murder. Right. And that's not always the case. Yeah, I mean, I think the conclusion that I sort of came to with the show 
was that it's I, me, and you right. are not the target audience for that show mm-hmm. because we are more aware and mm-hmm. compassionate or, uh, you know, like we already, you know, we being know presented with things. that situation, even without having seen the show, yeah. I wouldn't we immediately already, be like, it's the black person who's a murderer. Like we already I would, see the shades of gray. Exactly. We already see it. So, and it's good to be reminded. Of right. That. And it's, and, and so in the, the things that I found problematic, it's sort of like one of those things where like, it's problematic and I still feel like she's exploiting their stories for her own personal gain. But I can understand how if I were, a fucking old white person who <laughs> lived through segregation and like didn't think it was that bad well, or whatever. If you were living in New York City. Right. And you were like, I don't get it. Is yeah. it really that bad down there? Or whatever. That having shows like this, having a white person talk to you, like level with you as a white person. Mm-hmm. And be like, look at all the things I learned yeah. can be helpful to people that are extremely hard headed yeah. and racist. So that's good. Yeah. It's just difficult when, yeah, like you said, we already see the shades of gray yeah. and we already get it. Um, I think uh, one of the things that you were saying too about like thinking that the show was going to be more about their stories um, was also hard because those men were so good. So fucking amazing. So yeah. great. Every single one of and them. And so giving those those small moments that they did have. And I mean, they weren't small, small. Right. You know, it's not like they were standing behind Sharon A. Scott, <laughs> you know, being like, uh, you know, doing like a chorus line sort of short <laughs> monologue. But they were all so I, Yeah. Amazing. And I did think that like, as far for them, for all the characters besides Sherry's character, mm-hmm. what an amazing and fun, like, acting oh, thing yeah, to partake in. they all in. got to pay, play multiple characters. They got to play all these different characters. They it was so these, cool. You know, obviously these convicts, but then there were in, in between scenes where they were playing the staff of the prison, prison or also playing... The people out in Sherry's world. There yeah. were like three or four scenes where they were playing the people out in Sherry's world. That was the hard because f- while I was watching it, I was like, I don't need any of these scenes that are happening outside mm-hmm. the prison. Like, I that's not what the sh- that's not the show I wanted to mm-hmm. see or I wanted the show to be. Mm-hmm. But then, like the performances, though that those guys were giving mm-hmm. in those scenes as like her lawyer and her hairdresser mm-hmm. and her husband and stuff were yeah. like, oh my god, and her son, yeah. like they were so amazing. Oh, her son was great. And just to talk about these men mm. who we keep talking about, Derek Baskin, he's uh, literally one of my favorite people in I the love entire him. world. He's so great. His smile, oh, right? I mean, right? He's the best. He's fantastic. I want to see him in all the shows. He's so great. And he's on Difficult People, which if you're not watching, you should. <gasps> oh God, he's so funny on that so show. On that show, which was a surprise to me. I didn't know he was on it. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I was like, oh hey, hey Derek Baskin. Um, the rest of the men, the male ensemble, Nicholas Christopher, who played Rick, mm, he was great. He was really great. He was fantastic. Um, Chris Myers, who played Jeffrey, who also played her son, he was like he was so beautiful in, and just. He and was I don't mean like so physically, although no, they his all performance were great, like he, was, was so. Towards the end, when he freaks out, yeah. I just like 
Mm-hmm. It was such a, that was one of the most beautiful moments because I think it really, really exemplified everything that he talks about when he tells his story, oh, when he yeah. talks about, cause he, his character yeah. was locked up when he was 16 mm-hmm. and he talks about how he's like, I'm still 16. I never grew up. And then later in the show, like has a, a little tantrum, tantrum yeah. meltdown. And it's just so, it's just, it just fucking breaks your heart yeah. because you're like, you just mm-hmm. want to help him or do something or like, Give him a hug. Well, I mean, and the show closed today, so I guess it's no spoiler. Yeah, that's like, what I was thinking. He's also, at the beginning of the show, she's, uh, Rick, Sherry is told that one of the convicts mm. is known to be innocent right. and was convicted. And um, he's that yeah. person. And it's just, he it's just, took the heat for one of his friends. Yeah. Because his mom had just died and he was like, fuck everything. What's the point? I did it. Yeah, so crazy. Shit like that happens in real life all the time, guys. It's terrifying. Fuck, 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 fuck. Prison reform. (laughs) Don't say it. That's a a nod to the show. Um, Ryan Quinn played Source, who was also... Oh, wow. And he was really, I mean, God, all of them. Can I know, we just if any of collectively these give them shows, like a Tony? I knew, well, I knew Daniel Watts, who's next on my list. He plays Flax. Right. He was in Memphis. And yeah. A, an amazing poet. Mm-hmm. Look into his stuff. Um, I knew him and I knew Derek and obviously Sherry, but then, right. you know, I don't think I've seen, I, I don't, to um, my knowledge, I haven't seen any of Donald them. Weber is Bay. And he uh, was, when I saw him, I was like, he looks familiar. He was in the ensemble of holler so that i recognized um his there's something about his face that was like his expression in his face that was so soft and like the muslim no uh that was source right bay was the one with the stutter and also played the warden the female warden who was she was like an interim warden yeah was trying to show that that these programs like this were good and helpful so that she could be made a full-time warden and keep making a difference like yeah. this. I mean, I did think that point of it was interesting too, because, you know, it's just everybody's sort of always trying to get everything they can out of everyone. She said yeah. at the end when she apologized to them because their show that they were going to do of these monologues got canceled because, uh, because of Sherry, because they found out Sherry was thinking about writing a show about it, that Sherry saw an opportunity. And so did she, mm. I thought that was like a good distinction. Right. Also. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things that f- for me makes the show problematic is touching on like doing a show, calling attention to the horrors of pri- what it's like for mm-hmm. young black men in America and in prison. But. <sighs> But at the end of the day, I still feel like the show is being put up for show. And even if the guys get the writing credits, which is awesome. And well, all, and, and they can't get money for it because as far as I know, I know serial killers anyway, you can't profit off of your crime. Hmm. Like you can't that, sell that your right, right. the rights to your life. Yeah. And I was thinking about that while I was watching it too. An, I was yeah, like, that is interesting. Uh, I don't know if if this counts as that. I wish that since this show is written by white people, Mm -hmm. that there was another step, and maybe there is, and I am just sort of like just 
not aware of it, that there was another step that was really actually trying to push more of an agenda of prison reform. Yeah. Like, I maybe I just wanted more more action or feeling like we're doing more than just telling this theater audience well to, and I think, to pay attention to to prison reform. Yeah, and I don't know if that's the aim here for second stage, right? Or even for Sherry Renee Scott. Maybe it is along the way, but I do think this play, if produced elsewhere, has that. Mm. opportunity you could do that with some sort of charity or yeah it's from for some reason it felt like it it felt like there should have been like a postcard in the lobby or something that was like this is the charity that feeds money into arts programs Mm -hmm. in prisons and here's something like like you saw this show you're fired up about prison reform and you want to make a difference here's action you can put like you can do information is out there and we missed it because i didn't see it. right me either Um, yeah so also if it was out there and we missed it then it wasn't very well displayed but if it was out there and we missed it let us know absolutely and spread the word absolutely um but you know, I'm not going to say this is an important show, but it is a good show. Yeah. And I, agree. I would say a necessary show, especially the way you describe yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think the, the thing that's good about this show mm-hmm. is that, you know, plenty of times we've seen something that is completely problematic and you walk out of the show and you're like, that show is racist and it's bad and it shouldn't be happening. And it's like doing the opposite right. of good. Right. Right. <laughs> that is like not even that the show is bad. Right. But, the but show it's like spreading, spreading and bad, yeah, bad, message. bad ideas and mm-hmm. not it's not taking it, you know, accountability for well, probably the message it it's spreading. Know that it's spreading. Right, bad exactly. Message. That's right. And this show, you sort of walk out, and even though there's problems or it can be problematic, and at times it's we're having a conversation about it, and right. so that's really good. Yeah. And next time, I just produce things that black people write. Yeah. You about know, about white people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd see that too. But about black people. Yeah. But also and also and I think knowing the other work that I've seen at second stage mm-hmm. I you know from my experience of their shows, I trust them yeah. to you know produce good work by yeah. people of color. Mm-hmm. The last show I saw at Second Stage was The Happiest Song Plays Last, Mm -hmm. which was amazing. I mean, it was an incredible, incredible, incredible play. other theater? No. Oh, okay. I've never been to that other theater. And I think I only heard about it on the Maximu podcast, everyone. You should listen to the Maximu podcast. But The other theater. I I must not have been there. From the way it was described, it's like uptown. Oh, I've never been there. And I guess they do like smaller shows. Huh. I don't know. There's definitely a, wrong, a lot so of sorry. like much smaller theater spaces that I had never been to yeah. that I went to. One of the, oh, yeah, the roundabout, roundabout one, space, right? downstairs, little downstairs. children dreaming yeah. of God. I had never been in that mm. space. That space is extremely small. I mm. mean, it probably only has 30 to 50 mm. seats. Mm. Um, but anyway, I trust a company, a, a company like Second Stage. Yeah. 
you know, it's not MTC, you know, well, it's not yeah. just white people <gasps> in their country houses with oh problems. God, so many, literally one of their shows was called the country house yep. and all of the other ones are about country houses. Yep. I mean, not all of them. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. You know, just, you can do wit and cast a woman of color, not saying Cynthia Nixon wasn't amazing. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. It's MTC is one of the, one of the big culprits. It but, didn't, it didn't help also because, you know, they have their season uh, and they did add the woman, the play, uh, female playwright play. I can't remember what it was. They like still had a slot that they needed to announce. For this coming season? Yeah. Which shows me that at least they heard that it was right. more than just general complaining. So maybe that means next year we'll see a bigger change. I hope so. I hope so. I, I have... There are shows I've seen at MTC that I absolutely love, yeah. like The Other Place mm-hmm. is the oh, one that God, comes that to mind. So I good. mean, that play was incredible, and Laurie Metcalf was just mm-hmm. giving the performance of a mm-hmm. lifetime. But I think probably the vast majority of MTC shows I see, I'm Was Casa dis- Valentina MC- MTC? Or was it just It was in the, in Freedman? the Freedman, but I don't... Th- okay. It wasn't MTC. Okay. That's what I thought. To my memory... Yeah, that's why I asked because right. I, I thought the same thing. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, love that show. I didn't show. need to see Enemy of the People. Oh, no, I definitely didn't need to see Enemy, Enemy, Enemy of the People. <laughs> enemy. 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 Enemy, enemy, of, enemy the of the People. And we loved Judith Light, but Assembled Parties. Nope. And Jessica Hecht. Yeah, I love her too. I don't know. All right. You heard us, hopefully. You heard. Less stories about rich white people. Less yeah. stories about rich white people. <laughs> How about just no more stories about? Like, haven't we heard all of them? We've <sighs> heard all those rich white people stories. How many Come plays on. I've seen about rich white people. Oh my God. And I get so angry when I see those New York City apartment sets and I'm oh, like, fuck you guys. I know, right? Right? <laughs> yep. I want to li- I would rather live in that fake apartment set. Than in my small apartment. In Which apartment? I don't know. Oh, all of them. Yeah. Any of them. Yeah. Mm. I, mean, I. You know what apartment said I want right now? Which one were you thinking? This of? doesn't fall in the same category of rich white people. Although there were rich white people in it, but there were also rich other people in it. Okay. Um, is disgraced. Oh, that, was that was a good apartment. That was a nice apartment. Yeah. I was gonna say to the other end of it. If I had to pick an apartment set that I would want to live in, I would pick the final set in the final scene of Seminar. Oh, that yeah. like crazy house! That, like that's the p- type of place I set? that hidden set. <laughs> Why did you keep that beautiful set hidden for so long? We watched that whole show with like that shitty minimalist set. I mean, it wasn't shitty, but it was bare, and it and you was sort of like, why like is the old, set so it was like a old? Upper West Side. Yeah, but it and it also just looked a little apartment. I mean, in retrospect, obviously, you realize the way the reason it looked like that was because it had to lift yeah. up into the air at the end. But shit, once it oh. did, and you revealed the beauty behind it, Mothers and Sons. That was a good apartment. Oh, too. that was that one. I don't count that one as rich white people either, because. Yeah. Even though it was, you have to have at least a message, a good message. Right. If you're right, going to be a show right. about rich white people, that's not just like family drama. Right. Right. Oh, that <laughs> show was. Oh, my biggest, my like most cherished memory from that show what? was just when the lights came up mm-hmm. and watching Tyne Daly look out the window oh. because she's, you know, standing 
downstage mm-hmm. looking out at the audience, but like you, we were sitting very close and like you can see on her face, she's supposed to be looking out at Central Park yeah. and like it was some fucking incredible oh, acting God, because really. you believe she looked like she was looking out a window. It's so, it was amazing. Tyndale is incredible. Oh, oh, and Fred Weller. Oh yeah. I love him. Yeah. I've been trying to Bobby, find in plain buddy, Bobby sight. Stegger. Oh, birthday buddy, Bobby Stegger. Yeah. I really want to rewatch in plain sight, but I can't find it on the internet yeah, for weird. free. I know. Weird that I can't find it or weird that I want to watch it or both? I don't think it's weird that you want to watch it. (laughs) Anyone else, maybe. I love that show. I just dreamcast. You know who Derek Baskin needs to play immediately? No, who? Buddy the Elf. (gasps) Oh, my God. Why isn't that happening? Right? He would be an amazing Buddy the Elf. He's perfect for that. Oh, my God. Somebody fucking make that happen immediately. Derek Baskin, Buddy the Elf Regional. We will drive at least up to five hours. (laughs) Yeah, I agree Up to five-hour drive outside of New York City. Make it happen! Oh, my God. He's fucking... uh, Yes. Why make that happen? He's, like, just (sighs) sweet and goofy and innocent enough. Yeah. And it would be perfect. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I want that to happen, please. Carolee, 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 Carolee. Update! Carolee Carmelo's gonna stay on Broadway, motherfuckers. In a better show. In a better show. Well, I haven't seen it, but I'm taking it for uh, a better role, at least. Better, definitely, I on all points. Better yeah. role, better show, more to do, yeah. actual part, yeah. singing. Yes. Her own songs. Oh, that's the most oh, exciting. I'm also like, I, I saw Tuck last winter mm-hmm. in Atlanta. I'm really excited to see how it's changed. Yeah. I know that the thing that I hated the most in the show, or I guess the only thing right. that I actually hated, I didn't hate anything else in the show because I pretty much enjoyed mm-hmm. it. But the one thing that I had a problem with, I know they're not going to change it. So I'm taking this time to right. come to terms and with that's that. How I, that's like what happened with me in Finding Neverland. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Where you're just like, well, eh, well they're going to fuck. Show it's going to be. It's going to be the show I wanted. <laughs> right. Right. I guess yeah. they're not going to change the whole thing for me. <laughs> I think with Tuck Everlasting, I think if I walked, if I left the show five minutes before it ended, I would be happy yeah. with what it was. Yeah. I just need to not, I just need to close my eyes for the, like that final battle. I mean, but it's beautiful. Well, yeah. It was really beautiful. Yeah. I just yeah. didn't like what it was saying. Right. Anyway, Carolee Carmelo is wonderful. And she's also made it quite clear to everyone that she will be staying in Finding Neverland through February. Yes. So. Because like right up until they start rehearsals. Right. Because she's a workhorse and she's, she's the best. The best. She's just going to get that paycheck. Right, girl. Yeah. Work it out. Oh, God. She's wonderful. Um, all their news about Carolee Carmelo. She is incredibly beautiful. That's not news. <laughs> I just want to remind everyone. Yeah. And just, Say no. I just want to keep, make sure everybody keep rem- on, keep it on. constantly remembers mm-hmm. how pretty she is mm-hmm. and wonderful. Ask her more, Emily. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so ashamed <laughs> of myself. Don't be ashamed. It's not the only thing you value about her. Yeah, that's true. I value a lot of things. I value her voice and mm-hmm. her skill mm-hmm. and her compassion mm-hmm. and the fact that she's an atheist. Yes. That makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for the Laura Benanti Tweet of the Week. On September 23rd at 3.27 p.m., Laura Benanti tweeted, Bro tip, if you see a sad woman on a park bench reading When Things Fall Apart, this is not your moment. That's a good bro tip. Bro tip, when you see a woman 
it's not your moment. <laughs> yep. Bro like, tip. Leave I us mean, alone. I'm I'm certainly not someone that's going to say right now, like, I find it, I think it's nice because I don't, but I do I can see a difference when like if I accidentally make eye contact with someone or whatever and we smile at right. each other, or like someone says hi which very rarely happens, but it does happen occasionally mm-hmm. or like good morning or whatever in a very casual way. Right. I can, I know the difference between those things. Yeah. So no one's telling you not to say anything to anyone ever. Right. Get over yourselves, Absolutely. assholes. No, it's complete, <laughs> because it's also, you know, like I fucking flew in back into the city on mm-hmm. Friday night. I got back in at like 10 o'clock and then like, you know, took the A train and then I was walking to a car to go to drive myself home and walking with a 40 pound backpack. Yeah. Tired and all that shit. And I'm walking down the street and I think I like yawned or something. And some guy walking past goes, you look tired, baby. And I was like, fuck you. Like just why, 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 why? Like I am, I am. Are you going to carry my fucking bag to the car? Like why, why, why? Yeah, just leave us alone. Listen to Laura Menanti. I've had times where like, like I don't feel, I think in the grand scheme of things, I don't get catcalled very often. Mm-hmm. And like I I had, you know, it's usually right by the subway mm-hmm. getting off the train. And I've had people stop me and guys stop me and be like, who I thought needed directions or something. Oh, and I take yeah. my headphones out and he goes, you got a boyfriend, baby. And I'm like, fuck you. Cause that's usually how I respond. Yeah. And then, but I've also had some guy, you know, I was coming out of this, the subway and he was like, cute dress. Yeah. And I was like, thank you. Yeah. You yeah. know? Cause that's like, I don't know. It's, it catches you off guard, but you're sort of like, Oh, thanks. Like, yeah. that's nice. You know, don't like, fucking call me baby though. Or like, as opposed to like, like hey, dress. hey, girl, you look so good in that dress. Yeah, yeah he was just like, cute dress. Do you know what was my least favorite thing that happens rarely, but mm. sometimes, and it's, it's, it's <gasps> what it just. I don't know why, but it you can't see the face I'm making right now. But it, it Patty's making a out. major stink it face. Grosses me out is, yeah, just the kiss hey, noises. Hey, baby, <laughs> do you fucking make kissing noises at me? You should scream at them. I usually do. That's what I do. Uh, Not many things make me, I mean, many things make me scream at people on the street. Yeah, that's true. But as far as catcalling, usually I laugh at them, which I shouldn't do because maybe I'll get stabbed. Like literally women. I mean, your, your, your chances of getting stabbed laughing or or yelling are, I think if if they're a stabber, they're going to, they're going to stab you no matter what. Usually I'll be like, really? That's like my mm. my go to. Um, I've gotten to the point you where just scream fuck you at that. I usually scream fuck you. Sometimes, if I continue after that, though, I do have like a sentence in my brain where oh. I go, "Stop objectifying me." <laughs> That's good. I, like I that. sometimes do yell that. That's good. I like <laughs> yeah, that. Thank you. Um, but no, that kissing thing. Yeah, I'm usually like. That's this- or like something that's good so the last funny. time a guy Ugh. did that to me i was i was like walking yeah. home and as he was walking past me was like and i turned around and was like what the fuck and he turned and looked at me like got real scared and started walking very fast oh, and good. like ran away from 
for me. And I was like, yeah, fuck off. Leave me alone. I mean, sorry we're getting so angry, but it's But listen, it's awful. important and it's terrible. This And it's Laura Benanti's fault. <laughs> I mean, for bringing it up. I mean, listen, leave Laura Benanti um, alone. Leave, I wish to, and this is the other thing I was thinking about this. Was that her being sad on a bench or did she just witness this happen? Or is she like mm. a stand up and made that scenario up in her head? Who knows? Well... It's hard to tell. Could go either way. Yeah. She's a funny tell. lady. My favorite thing is is when stand-ups are like, last week, mm-hmm. and it did not. It you guys, never, if they say never, that. It never It is might have happened, sensitive. but it was probably like three years ago, yeah. and they've been working on this joke since then. Right. Yeah. People need to understand that people that stand up on stage and say funny things wrote those things. <laughs> they didn't just, it's not coming out of the top. Yeah. Unless you're seeing improv, yeah. they wrote. If you're seeing stand-up comedy, yeah. they wrote that. Yeah. Guys, they crafted that joke mm-hmm. and workshopped it. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Yeah. Keep at it, everybody. <laughs> That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Patty, the letter N, Emily, Patty, N, Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with Y. And at Emily Faye Oakley. And find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us, and leave us a comment, and we'll read it on the show. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go, go see live theater! theater.